0: Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 30... Fuck, 35? 35. 35. I think I wrote 34 in my notes. Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode number 35 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what we're going to be breaking down today. So today, we are counting down our
1: 10 favorite songs that remind us of snow. These are going to be the songs that you can almost feel the winter wonderland around you because this is the first first uh, first couple days here this year where it is really fucking cold. Yep. It is like it is hitting sub temperatures. We're getting ice storms. There's snow in the forecast every three days. Yep. You know, it's, it's another Pennsylvania winter.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's back. Hopefully not as bad as last year because that was brutal.
1: Yeah, you uh, you thought we were gonna duck it, but there is no fucking way that that would ever be allowed to happen.
0: Yeah, and, so and instead, yeah. it's
1: just gonna be a condensed two and a half weeks of hell. Yeah, and then it's gonna be spring.
0: Well, then it'll be false spring, and yeah. then second winter. <laughs>
1: it's gonna be cold until May.
0: Yeah, because we always have those like in between seasons that I don't know if anybody else does. In between seasons. Like, yeah, we get like false spring, then second winter, then we get mud.
1: Then Elevensies, and then Supper, and then Dinner. <laughs> uh, I don't think he knows about Second Winter.
0: I, I saw... a It was on Reddit. Oh, it was two dogs with capes. And somebody's like, do you think he knows about Second Dinner? And they're like, I don't think he knows about Elevensies either. Yeah. I was like, yes. That is perfect. Tea
1: time? Supper? Dinner? Yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, these are going to be yeah. the songs that... Uh, <laughs> These Speaking are the songs that remind you of Snowfall, that remind you of that that peaceful calm that can kind of come over the world, or the cold, the bitter cold, when you have to be out there shoveling on uh, wet boots, Yeah. or when you got a shovel with no gloves. Uh,
0: oh, that's the worst. Uh, dude, or, been... or when you're climbing to the top of a mountain so that you can get inside of an ancient dwarven stronghold to protect yourself before um, all the orcs get you. Because that's you, what they
1: did. You have to wait for the light to shine on the door, though.
0: That's true. Yeah, or else the snake sea monster is going to eat you. Is that the same movie? Mm. They're all blending together now.
1: Which one are you talking about? Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I was definitely talking about Revenge of Smog.
0: Oh, the yeah. Hobby one. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, there's a you know there's a snowfall in every Lord of the Rings movie. I guess maybe not. Anyway, yeah, it's that. It's that. It was uh, the
1: twentieth anniversary of those the other day. Really, a Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. God damn it, we're getting old. Yeah, man, twenty years. And like, I remember uh, what's his name Colbert did the the whole rap song about it with like Method Man and like yeah. all the guys from Lord of the Rings because he's like Harry Potter's getting like this fucking sit down special on HBO.
0: Yeah. What? And is he's like,
1: Lord of the Rings is so much better than those movies. He's like, yeah. What are
0: they doing? I know that's so strange. I guess because like it's only 3 characters for Harry Potter that they're doing it with and it was certainly or much bigger with it.
1: with young teens yeah. than Lord of the Rings like Lord of the Rings yeah. is for nerds is how they saw it whereas like everyone likes Harry Potter it's like a Disney movie yeah where like or like you know Harry Potter is the Avengers where Lord of the Rings is like Blade where Def- like all of us were like definitely. Blade was so sick it's so great what a great movie but everybody that likes Avengers movies now was like, oh, that was when like nerds liked that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's big it's it's hugely <laughs> yeah. different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now everybody in people you didn't even that have never even seen a comic book in real yeah. life are obsessed with kids
1: it. cosplaying like Harry Potter characters, everyone's like, isn't that so adorable? But like when some like chubby 40 year old is dressed up like Frodo, people are like, ew.
0: Yeah, well, there's a different <laughs> there's a different connotation to that, I think. <laughs> is there? They're both just having fun. Well it depends just because on one the, of them has, on the 40 year has
1: movie quality prop recreations that cost ten grand,
0: <laughs> I feel like there's just something more innocent about a kid, and there's nothing innocent about an old man dressing like a hobbit. They've both had the same amount of sex. That, that's fair. That's right. very fair. Let's not nerd bash. Let's yeah. let's let's get I, into this. I mean, we're we're among them, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we're talking about our own people yeah. here. Um, we can smell our own. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this is, this is snow, snow, snongs, I think is how snow, snongs. snow songs. I want to pronounce it just, uh, yeah, well, hopefully we get some snow days coming up where we're all trapped inside, don't have to work or go to school and, you know, It'll be just like COVID
1: except colder.
0: It'll be just like what?
1: <laughs> just like COVID, but cold. Yeah.
0: I guess it doesn't really feel the same now that hey, we're remember
1: Quarantine. It. Now it's back in cold form.
0: Yeah yeah we're still in it aren't we it's gonna be great though shit's shit's not going any better is it?
1: yeah yeah people aren't
0: i mean yeah it's all right well it's a nightmare let's let's all stay indoors on a snow day keep the spreading down and put on some 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 snow songs for a snow day get your jammies on yeah get a cup of hot cocoa on. um all right dan what what kind of uh what kind of b-sides do you have for this one so B sides for me
1: that just missed. Um, one of them is M eighty three Beauties Can Die off Ooh. of uh, Dead Cities. I mean, it's great. Uh, I don't have more to say about that. Like, if you don't like that M that M eighty three record, like, I'm just not interested in talking to you
0: or any of them. Um, honestly.
1: And if uh, also you know what? It's not so. I I left this off. Cold plays don't panic. Ooh. Which is the side one track one off of Parachutes. That's a great song. Um, I feel like it's a great song and it reminds me of like when it's snowing and you're like inside and cozy. Got a little fire going. Okay. Like it's real mellow. but I like, like it. uh it's like it sounds warm. Yeah. Toasty even. Um, another one that missed a uh, jazz track that I'd really love that uh, I almost put on here. But it's not my favorite song on the record. So I left it off is uh, Skating in Central Park by Bill Evans and Jim Hall. Okay. Um off the record undercurrents. It's fucking great. Uh everyone should listen to that record. I just spent way too much money to get the mobile fidelity version of that on vinyl. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to me. Nice. Uh, it was my gift to myself. I love but, it. Uh, also, the other one, my final one that I left off there is Cello Suite number one in G major, uh, by Mary Fukujawa, or Fujiwara, sorry. Mary Fujiwara. Um and Obviously written by Johann Sebastian Jesus Christ. Obviously written by Johann. Wow. Obviously written by Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, but it is that version is most famously used in the Little Bear cartoon.
0: Oh, if you remember nice. that from Nick
1: Jr. Um, we all remember that cello suite that opens that show. It always reminds you the snow episodes they would have on there. Very with nice. My man, cat and chicken. And Duck, I mean, and Emily, Little Bear was the best man. Dude, I love that, that show. It was so nice and peaceful.
0: That was a nice. I was show. like way
1: too old to be interested in a show like that. But like when you were home sick, and like Nick Jr. would come on, you were like, "Ah, oh, sick. No, I'll watch Little Bear." Yeah, like Little Bear is yeah. great. Uh, so Dave, for you, like, uh, what just missed for you?
0: So I didn't even think about using like show songs. That's, <laughs> but like now that you say that, uh, Peter and the Wolf, yeah. should have probably been on there, but. We'll save that for something else. So that's
1: almost like a whole album, though.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it is. It's it's phenomenal too. Um, some that there's only three I really have that just missed the cut. I couldn't I couldn't really get into other songs other than the ones I picked. I mm-hmm. couldn't get in the right frame of mind. Maybe because it hasn't snowed yet. But um, weightlifting by Trash Can Sinatras. It's more about winter and just kind of like a darker song than it is necessarily about snow. So that's why I left it off um camera obscura's away with murder oh yeah more just not necessarily about snow but a beautiful song and then snow brigade by mew just i don't like it more than the ones that i chose all right nice cool all right well with those out of the way dan why don't you hit us with your number five pick
1: all right so my number five pick comes to us from 2003 From the Deep Land of Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie. This is the final track on the record, A Lack of Color. Um, Could also be on a Closing Tracks playlist.
0: Would have been on mine. Um,
1: This is outstanding. This is a perfect song. Uh, Ben Gibbard had some of his greatest lyrics. Um, I think the best thing about this is, especially if you have headphones on, the constant sound of driving with the window open as it plays in cars passing. Yep. Um... It's perfect. Um, I really think the the double entendre of relating the lack of color to when snow falls and covers everything, and everything kind of gets painted white, but instead relating that to someone kind of losing interest in life or things around them. And the idea of, you know, there is still colors bursting at the seams. Like you just have to like look for it you just have to wait for that thaw and it'll come back um that i think is really great man it's i mean it's ben gibbard at his lyrical best on this record i mean it's oh perfect, yeah man. it's used, the best
0: deathcap record by far too. it's their
1: best one it's it's the i don't even like every song on here is perfect yep and Everyone. this one is the one on an album that i think a lot of songs remind me of snow um like we looked like giants. A mm-hmm. song about having sex in a car in the winter mm-hmm. um, is great. Also, like the best song about having sex in a car um, is really really funny. I guess it's not funny, but it's actually really romantic <laughs> and sad. But um, yeah, man, uh, I always think this is great. I love the the ending with the realization that uh, asking someone to come back is pointless after you've made them leave. Mm-hmm. I always think that that's really great and. I think the, like, the stillness that, like, a snowfall makes, like, when it's snowing and, like, it's an odd thing where it's, like, a white noise, where it's quiet, yet simultaneously you can hear the snowfall, but it kind of muffles everything else. That, like, always sort of, like, puts me in a state of self-reflection. Like, when you're driving and it's just kind of snowing and, like, Mm -hmm. every two seconds the windshield wiper goes off, it's just... You feel very alone, but it's not in, like a bad way. It's just mm-hmm. like it somehow feels sort of isolating, like how they say if they like put you in a like sound deprivation tank or sensory deprivation tank, you start to like hallucinate and think inside your own head. Right. I yeah. feel like it kind of it kind of gives me that feeling when okay. I when I'm out in the snow.
0: Nice. Um, I mean, I I can vividly remember putting this on my cd player on the bus and listening to this song on the way to school like too many way too many days because this was like my favorite record junior year of high school
1: yeah man this is uh this is it was it came to me that this is the perfect song for snow when i was going to visit my friend in northeast philly and i was parked on his street waiting for him to get back and this song came on my ipod nice and it was snowing and like there was still snow on the ground so it was snowing some more and i was just like this is perfect like this yeah. is a perfect song
0: for it's this. a great winter record like it i mean starting with the song titled the new year yeah. makes sense that it, yeah absolutely you know, it's a good one to listen to at the start of a new year and
1: like title and registration talking Top about people. you know uh they should rename this thing because there's nothing behind its door there's nothing to keep my fingers warm
0: yeah the glove compartment um, yeah
1: it's great man it's it's perfect it's just fantastic yeah. uh, so Dave agree. with that uh, what's what's your number five pick for songs about snow
0: alright up at number or five songs that
1: remind you of snow
0: mine's mine are more about snow okay. I think they all almost all mention the word snow in them and one does ice and not snow but uh, anyway up at number five for me is Waste of Time by Moo um, Moo is it's
1: pronounced moo
0: yes interesting it's she's Danish, so yeah. And I, the, I've I've always
1: said Mo incorrectly, like an idiot.
0: Well, it's got a line through it, so
1: yeah, it's got a zero. So I guess I yeah. should have
0: Mo. Yeah, Mute. I don't know. I don't. I may be wrong too. No, but I I'm think sure you're, I've you're right. that, you have heard her Say it that way. Um. So yeah, this song's called Waste of Time. Uh, it was released on her debut album, No Mythologies to Follow, which came out in 2013, and was two years before she blew the fuck up because she was on she was the main vocalist in the song Lean On by Major Lazer DJ Snake which is basically the biggest song in the world for like six straight years yeah man um, so I don't know I remember hearing stories Diplo must have heard this and then contacted her and, and, and set stuff up but I think this, this first record of hers is fucking awesome it's very like She's from Denmark, so it's dark. You know, it's dark and snowy there a lot of the time. So, you know, you don't really get happy music coming out of that country too often. Of
1: course they're dry. They're from a tin. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But what did you expect?
1: Yeah, Yeah. what did you expect? Well, Denmark is a very cold, dark place.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Danish cookie company. How may I help you? Um, (laughs) Of course they're dry.
1: They're in a tin. It's such a great one.
0: was one of the best jokes I've ever did. (laughs) Um, So she's from... Uberud, Odense, Denmark. You know, nice, world famous Uberud. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of other Danish artists. Not really like prominent Danish artists, or they I mean, they may be, but over there, but they weren't like recognizable names to me. But her her album was produced by people in Denmark. The video was done in Denmark, filmed there, done by a. a a Danish artist so it was cool that she kind of like kept everything local at that point I mean it, that may just been like what she had access to but yeah obviously you know the song Lean On and I'm sure you've heard her voice in other songs before too but her solo work is absolutely incredible yeah, she the, has so many so many good songs
1: I love the uh the remix Diplo did for uh, her I'm gonna get it right song too okay like uh fantastic yeah
0: right? Yeah, she's just absolutely incredible. Great entertainer, too. I've seen her live. Puts on a hell of a show. We saw her at the... Um, at the Before it stopped being the electric factory, the electric factory. So, or no, it was not. Yeah, it was. Voltage it was Electric life? factory? It was, before, electric factory? It, was, it was electric factory, but yeah. Nice. But it was cool because it was like she was walking up up to the upstairs through the crowd and stuff. <laughs> like she she oh, puts that's pretty on a hell exactly of a show. show yeah. And um, she hasn't really put out a ton of stuff in the last couple of years, which stinks. But um, the last like big hit song she had, Kamikaze, is fucking amazing. Um, and everybody by this point should know my um, appreciation for female vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I got to throw one in on every song. And, you know, somebody who comes from a, a cold part of the world and has snow in the lyrics and has a video in winter it kind of fits the bill for this one. Yeah, man cool all right dan so what do you have up for us with your number four pick
1: all right so number four for me we are going to (laughs) we're gonna keep it in the uh the scandinavian area for this um i think that nothing sounds more like cold rotting winter than (laughs) than norwegian black metal um (laughs) rotting winter yeah like it's just like this like you know it like even though it's not like you don't know, need it's not soft and gentle it just like it sounds cold and dark and so it's like, not
0: it's not a fresh snowfall it's yeah the black it's like, snow or it's like you know in, it's in the middle of a parking lot that won't ever it's, melt
1: it's a fresh crimson kill on top of the pristine <laughs> snow it is a slaughtered body a top snowfall or a big um, animal. It is a piece of waste. It is a decaying body strapped to a wooden fixture for a pagan ritual. <laughs> it is. Uh, this band is called Ragnarok. Um, off of their album *A Rising Realm* from 1997, the song is called *The Predicted Future*. Um, I mean, this band is a fucking true cult band. All these. Uh, they're formed from Sark Sarpsborg, Sweden, in 94. Um, their name, Ragnarok, is the old Norse term for the prophesized final battle between the Norse gods and giants, where the Norse gods will smite the earth um, and destroy heaven and earth um, to take back their throne.
0: Can't wait to play that game.
1: Um, yeah, it's going to be great, man. Um, God of War is fucking excellent. They haven't yeah. made a one. Nope. Um, <laughs> the original members of this band are Yerv, Jantho, Rim, and Time. And The Swedish Chef. Yes, and Swedish Chef. Hergen, Bergen, Fergen, Bergen. But this band (laughs) rips, dude. This song has like 20 goddamn riffs in it. It's so good. I feel like the drums are actually mixed really well, which is um, kind of so... A lot of the like really deep cult stuff, I don't instantly like because a lot of it's recorded very poorly by design. Uh, Whereas this, I feel like, kind of meets me in the middle a little. Where... It's got the distant growly vocals, it's got the like wall of sound kind of no mids, no mids uh or sorry, all mids guitar sound. Um very thin, very glassy uh but there is literally no bass player whatsoever. Um but it just that thinness I think is where the cold sound comes from for me. It's not okay. this like warm, thick, full like wave of sound it's just this very like very like daggery sound wave that's real thin and sharp and like it's great man I fucking love this band um, All right. the lyrics for this are can't you hear the anger the wrath of the nature king coming closer and the destiny is doom obviously English is their second language as it <laughs> is with most um, with most Nords but uh, with most uh yeah, yeah, Nords, Norwegians, yeah, um, Nords. So, band's great, man. I mean, I've been ingesting a ton of Viking stuff recently. Nice. I've uh, been binging The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Um, Heard Just it's great. watched uh, Alec or uh, Michael Fassbender's Macbeth. Um, that's incredible. I'm sure the Denzel one's gonna be good, but like the Fassbender one is also fucking great. So like, Fassbender's you see. a great actor. Yeah, Fassbender's an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, He's, he's great. So, yeah, this this just felt perfect to throw in. I was like, what's some more Viking stuff I can do? And I was like, oh, I know, the people that want to kill God and, <laughs> you know, write songs about banding or, you know, uh, pushing Christians out of their land via burning their churches and killing them.
0: Um, you know, probably relatable for their ancestors. Dude, I mean, uh, it
1: was uh, their whole thing. Now, most of it's like, all load of horseshit because it was just a bunch of edgeward teenagers trying to like be spooky but their whole thing was they were like we're not a christian people like yeah. you beat us into being christian people yeah um you know so they're like that's not our thing yeah. and when they burn that one really big prominent church that people are like oh this church was built in like the 1100s and they burn it down we're like well did you know that that church was built on top of like an ancient pagan ground that had a church on it already yeah. that they burned down. So, yeah. either way.
0: Yeah. Um, Ma- always got to dig deeper with history. Yeah, deep. You never know when somebody's just straight up fucking lying. To
1: you also, like stuff. the whole like, <laughs> missionary process is... If you if you do any historical reading, all the missionary work stuff is like horrifically evil. Um, so, with that, we won't get too far into it because I don't want to yeah. make anybody that is does have a faith in that stuff mad all right so dave for you uh what's your number four pick for the songs about snow oh, songs for the snow
0: snow snongs snow um snongs. up at number four for me is white winter hymnal by fleet foxes this is their actual this is their first single that that ever came out so it was from their first record self-titled in 2008 um i didn't hear the single first i just there was some kind of buzz i can't remember what it was but they had some kind of buzz building about them before the record came out um so i just listened to it straight through never never found the single first but really like this one i've liked some other fleet foxes stuff never as much as i like this first record though um this one uh, ended up being ranked number two in 2008. Uh, Song of the Year list by Pitchfork, your best friend, Stan. My boy. Um, your boy. Um, I think there's there's some misconception about a former drummer of theirs. So they're...
1: Talking about Father John Misty? I am. So Josh Tillman?
0: Yeah, so in the liner notes of the record, it doesn't tell you what anybody played. But apparently, he was—he joined the band after the record was made. Okay. So he never actually played on So I think everyone was always under the impression that he played on this record. But he just toured with them afterwards. So, um, yeah, Jay Tillman is Father John Misty, if you yep. ever see that in, in other stuff. And I think that's how he credited himself when he was with The Foxes. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, and there's a song on um, I Love You Honey Bear that's like one night in Josh Tillman's apartment. Oh, was like what nice. he titled it. Um, yeah, I think I don't think he is on any of the records because I nope. think he left before Helplessness Blues got recorded.
0: Correct. Yep, and joined after this was released. And like has or I know, know there was, was like reported. a
1: there was like a big like statement from the band about how he like quit in an email. like when they were like about to go in the studio for helplessness blues yeah he was like these songs i've been writing i just feel like i can't express them in any other way than by myself
0: yeah and to be fair i mean you you put somebody that talented as the drummer you have to expect that they're going to want to branch out
1: and and especially if he's you know i mean you could be the drummer and the lead songwriter but if he's not for the group yeah then it becomes hey man you know i wrote some songs by myself that i really believe in Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do them.
0: Right. And I think that's what happened. And, and you know, the guy... It's, I think it is really just the one guy now that does Fleet Foxes. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I've heard interviews with him where he talks about his writing process and everything, and it sounds very solo. Um, so, I don't know. I haven't... I've listened to the newer stuff. i kind of fallen off of them, but I really liked his first record. I thought the guitar playing was very smooth and subtle in these songs and just really just... Nice nice songs. I don't know, I really like this record. Yeah, I like his voice. I always oh, it's did. Great voice, um
1: yeah. I just feel like I feel like the only thing that hurts Fleet Foxes to me is how much other bands tried to be this band. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're they're that's, like the uh, that's the face that s- launched a thousand ships. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, I can see like that. there would
0: there would be no. It's two thousand eight, so yeah, it's before yeah. a lot of. There like would be other no like Lumineers without Fleet Foxes. If only that were the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know if what I mean. Only like, we could so go back in time. So a lot of those bands time. that you're like ah, yeah. oh, these are kind of cringy. Yeah, but like then you hear Fleet Foxes, you're like. Oh, this is what you were trying to do.
0: You did this, but you just wanted to be famous doing it. You didn't actually want to write good songs that people give a shit about. You just wrote yeah. whatever your dumb fuck song is. Sorry, I, I feel just like, like Lumineers. I, <laughs> they're lame.
1: Any song where the focal point is a foot stomp, I'm out. Yep. yep. Unless it's We Will Rock You.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's like I don't want to... If I want to feel like I'm inside of an, a dark... Irish pub. I want to be inside of a dark Irish pub singing their songs. I don't want to be singing fucking Lumineers pretending I'm somewhere. I'm not. If
1: you're wearing a cowboy hat and you're not driving cattle, I don't want to hear what you're saying. Oh, God.
0: They wear cowboy
1: hats? Well, they wear those like Stevie Nicks cowboy hats. that are like uh, the flat brim one.
0: You know, all those. I don't want to hear anymore about The guys
1: this. with the suspenders and like, Oh, you know, so they're, like, yeah, they're
0: like Jason Mraz's children?
1: Yeah, or it's just like those like those fake, I don't know. That, I like, don't like
0: I don't like the way that this like, is going.
1: Nashville cowboy, oh, you know what I mean. Like, now I
0: know exactly what you're talking like, about. Oh, I like have a Ugh.
1: I have a five hundred dollar haircut and a Carhartt jacket, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, Fucking what are you poser. doing? Like, yeah, I have four hundred dollar work boots, and I, you know, am a software developer. Yeah, like <laughs> you're like, I don't understand what you're doing.
0: <sighs> God, now I'm angry. All right, with that, Dan, why don't you hit us? With your number three pick.
1: All right, for me, number three comes to us from Scotland, staying in Europe, but west a bit, not very much, just a bit. Um,
0: wait, of
1: who? What?
0: Oh, so oh, Sweden. Yeah. Of your Sweden, last pick. Yeah. I thought you were talking about mine. No. I was like, no, no,
1: <laughs> no. From from Sweden uh, to Scotland. I was gonna say Seattle. Uh, with the. The post- yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's west. <laughs> like, well, it's yeah, pretty it's west. It's um, huh. no. would it be faster to go east? <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> Let's get a globe. Out say here. the
0: say your goddamn song. <laughs> get a
1: globe out <laughs> here. So, <laughs> uh, Scottish post rock legends Mogwai, um, off their 2011 record "Hardcore Will Never Die, But You Will." This is. This is one of those records where they were just naming the songs stupid shit. Um Yeah. Two thousand late two thousands was a late aughts, I should say, is a weird time. Are we
0: doing is that official? Are we doing it aughts? aughts are we saying aughts? I
1: I, it's not technically aughts because it's after. Yeah, this would be the I tens.
0: Oh. Um But I don't know if I'm on I'm officially in the on the aughts.
1: I like I like an aughts. I like really? an aughts. Yeah. I don't know if I don't All right, know. Alright, so I that's like it. one aughts, one no aughts. Yeah. Okay? Dave, I really think it'd be easier if we aughts. I don't want the aughts. I'll
0: take it under consideration.
1: (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, the song is called How to Be a Werewolf. Um, This is the first album after uh, Mogwai broke from their U.S. distribution with Matador, who they had been with for like 16 years at that point. Yep. Um, And this album was released through Sub Pop. This was also one of their first albums that was punt, like, uh, what's the word? Panned by Pitchfork. They only give it a 6.6, oh. which I find disgusting. This is arguably my second favorite Mogwai record. Really? I love this album very much. Huh. Um, I feel like it has way more of a, a dark and dreary vibe. Way less peaks and valleys than a lot of their other stuff, but I think that's kind of cool. Okay. Like, I think the photo, which is taken uh, of New York from the Hudson River, is way more, like, in the night when there's like a fog rolling in and like, you can see the lights on a bunch of the buildings, but it's like out of focus and kind of skewed that like, just gives me this whole cold vibe of the whole thing. That's the um, album cover,
0: right? Yeah. That's the album yeah. cover.
1: Um, I think it's, it's outstanding, man. Um, and this song is my favorite song on the album. Okay. Uh, my favorite thing about this is that even though there's like this kind of swirling intensity of the guitars and the drums pick up speed and intensity and like move to a different pattern and then the guitars start going in different layers and like everything starts like exploding, the bass line stays exactly the same. Same speed, the only difference is that it gets louder as the mix comes up, but like that's it. So it stays this consistent like drive. I never really gave this record a second chance after going through a bunch of Mogwai stuff um, and listening to all their albums as, they, as I was discovering them. And tearing through each one and being like, oh, I like this one. Oh, Mr. Beast is great. Oh, check out. Hawk Mr. is howling. This is awesome. Yeah. And then I got to this, and I listened to it, and then just kind of bend it. And was just like, okay, cool. And I was watching a What's in My Bag from Amoeba Records okay. in Hollywood. And they had on, um, what's the name? They had on Idols. Oh. And their bass player, Adam Devonshire, uh, when it got to his turn, he opens his bag and pulls this record out and says this is from the band Mogwai and he goes this is one of my absolute all-time favorite albums okay and my favorite Mogwai record really? and he's like it is often ignored and most people that i know that even know Mogwai don't really know this record
0: Well, that would that would be me cuz i i definitely don't know this one as well yeah as any of the others. I,
1: it made me like pull it up on spotify i went into work the next day i put it on and i was like this is fucking gorgeous man like it's one of those records that like I'll forget about and come back to like a uh, like another Scottish band that I uh, uh, was joking about the other day about only knowing three Scottish bands Um, we were promised jetpacks that like you forget about that band then you put that record on you're like oh this band was great man yeah (laughs) like this one
0: record was unbelievable. I'll tell you what, too. There's a lot more Scottish bands than you no, think.
1: No, there's so many more than you think. And that yeah. was our whole conversation at work was like, yeah, what are there, like three Scottish bands? And then you start nah. pulling all of them up. You're like, oh, fuck, it's Holy a ton shit, of
0: them. there's so many. Like,
1: a lot of them that you don't realize, like Cocktail Twins mm-hmm. are from a, Scotland. A lot um, that you thought um, might Jesus be, and Mary Chain are from Scotland. Yeah,
0: a lot that you thought might be Irish Yeah, I, I thought Mogwai was from England. I think um, one of the guys is from Ireland, one's... Two are Scottish, and then one's English, or something like that. Because I was told, and maybe this was incorrect, but I was told that some of their lyrics in the first two records are in Gaelic. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if that's only Irish. Like I don't know if Scottish people speak a similar tongue. I don't know. I know the two
1: main bros that write all their songs for Mogwai are um, Scottish. The two. uh, And they're uh, brothers. Johnny Batiste or something. I've, yes they are Yeah yeah. Um, I forget his name But Yeah This is a great record um, One of the Many songs from Mogwai That's Completely instrumental mm-hmm. I guess they are More an instrumental band That sometimes has vocals Yeah Then I would say A band that Has some instrumental songs Yeah It's like It's, it's about 70-30 yeah, yeah A lot yeah. of the vocals They'll use Are sampled stuff mm-hmm. or, uh, or like Old tape loops And stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, But this is Definitely an instrumental Track from them Yep and I love it, and yeah, it reminds me of a cold, especially like uh, like morning, like that sunrisey kind of time, especially with the the building of it and how it goes in and then fades out on that Rhodes organ, mm. um, as the guitars kind of stop and stop, like spinning. Uh, really great, man. Love yeah. it a lot.
0: Beautiful, Dave. excellent band.
1: Oh, dude, they're they're great. More people need to listen to Mogwai Yep. Um, so with that. Also, I found out Mogwai, I didn't know it was, I thought it was a made-up name. No. From its... From Gremlins. No, but I mean, I thought it was made up for Gremlins. It's oh. not. It is Cantonese for evil spirit.
0: And that's who gives It is a Cantonese man who a sells Chinese him... Gan, who, man who sells him... Who sells him the Mogwai. The Mogwai in the beginning of the movie. Yep. Who sells yeah. him gizmo. Now it all makes sense.
1: All right. So We're with that, Dave, uh, what is your number three pick all for right. Snow
0: Snongs. Snow songs. It's not. That was the only time I said it right. And I meant to say it wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, up at number three for me is Holocene by Bon Iver. This is um, this is the only one that I have that doesn't say the word snow in it. But it's just such a dark. It, this is like a snowy night kind of thing. It's like a freezing cold kind of dark mood song. Like just everything about it just feels that way to me. Um, yeah. Possibly because, too, I think it came out sometime in the winter. And I remember just like, you know, that that right as the clocks change for Daylight Savings in November. And it's just like, you go from it being light out until 730. And then all of a sudden, it's like five. And it's dark. And you're just like, fuck this. And I feel like this song was on like every day on my ride home from work for like a month. And I'm just being like, man, darkness sucks. (laughs) Like being cold and dark blows see as Uh,
1: as a high schooler that was big into smoking weed winter was your friend that's true yeah because like (laughs) good point you know you can't be out till three o'clock in the morning so like you can't you know smoke joints behind a ross if it's (laughs) if it's broad daylight very true people tend to call the cops
0: yeah they tend to notice you a little bit more in the daytime um so speaking of uh, that speaking uh, of joints behind Ross, yeah. So, similarly, <laughs> uh, so this was um, this was released on his second the second Bon Iver studio album called Bon Iver Bon Iver. I don't I don't know if that's how he titled it or that's just what everyone calls it now, but whatever. Uh, it came out in 2011. It actually won best alternative album at the Grammys. The album did, and the song was nominated for but didn't win best record and best song. Um. So. Justin Vernon, who is Bon Bear, essentially, uh, is from Wisconsin, and I don't know who set this up, but he he did an interview with Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers for GQ one time.
1: That's amazing.
0: And and there's a video of it, and it's great. And he talks about the you know this song and the inspiration behind it and everything, and he goes into some really good details about it. I'll paraphrase it a little bit. Um, he basically says that he and his brother were watching Inglorious Bastards. And he was just a huge fan of Tarantino and the song, the movie didn't directly inspire it, but I guess just like something Tarantino-esque inspired him when he was thinking about it. So he and his brother smoked weed and then went for a walk at night. And he said they were just kind of like walking down these like empty streets. And they saw like one of the highways in their area in Wisconsin was just covered in ice and was completely empty. And that was the inspiration for like a lot of lyrics. And he said that he felt like basically meaningless. And then some of the lyrics, he felt like he, would, like he was saying the lyrics to himself uh, as he was standing there. And he, uh, um, again, I'm paraphrasing, but, but basically said like he didn't, he couldn't tell in that moment if he was actually the creator of the songs or if something else was just channeling some creativity through him. Which I thought was—I think we've we've actually mentioned that a couple times with different artists before, where they've had that kind of interpretation of their writing process. I know I've seen a Brian Wilson interview where he described basically the same thing. Like he's like, "No, I don't write. I just things just are released from me, and that's what comes out." Yeah, but, yeah. I so remember
1: it's, uh, Ben Gibbard talking about that's that. That's what he's it was. Like, yeah. Some songs you write, and some songs you feel like you're just the pen.
0: Right. Yeah. You're just the vehicle yeah. to get it out. You're yeah. just an antenna. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which I, I think is a really interesting take on it, and you know, uh, we're both huge Bon Iver fans. Um, this song is just absolutely beautiful. This whole record's beautiful. Most of the most of the stuff he does is just like dark sounding, and yeah. it really is. Um, <laughs> and it and it comes from dark places. I think he also said that the title of the song doesn't necessarily specific. Well, it, he says it's kind of about the geological period, not really it's just the name of a bar he had a really bad night in in portland oregon so that nice. that inspired the name and then that night with his brother getting high and and just seeing emptiness i think he had another interesting quote somewhere um about how like he, this song was inspired by just like the people of wisconsin too and i think this whole record was and just how it's like they're not like inspired to like do a lot they're just kind of like content Spending the winter cold alone with their families and stuff like that, which is like not necessarily like a bad thing, and I don't think it should be looked at that way, if that makes sense.
1: Unless you're a person that does like the, hates your family, yeah, and if you hates, don't like your family, yeah, you know what I mean, or yeah, wants more, yeah, exactly. That. And then obviously,
0: you know, get out, but um, but yeah, I think for a lot of people, that's 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 a good life, yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a beautiful album, his all of his work is, and this is just one of the. One of the songs that stuck with me the most of his throughout his career. Yeah, cool. All right, Dan. Uh, without wrapping up, what do you have up for us at your number two pick?
1: All right, number two for me. Um, so I already checked the heavy song off the list. So yep. now I'm giving you jazz. Um, this is one of the off of one of the greatest debut albums of all time. This is Herbie Hancock's Taken Off from 1962. This was his recording debut for Blue Note Records um, that he made. This record is perfect. Um, It features Herbie, obviously, on piano, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Dexter Gordon on tenor saxophone, Butch Warren on the double bass, which double bass, if you don't know, is the big stand-up boy. Uh, They call that the double bass. Uh, And then Billy Higgins on drums not super familiar with the rhythm section here but I do know that between Herbie Freddie Hubbard and Dexter Gordon those are three of the biggest names in jazz at that time yeah I mean those are all legends um for taking good off I mean this has literally been called one of the most accomplished and stunning debuts in the annals of jazz um this is it's unheard of for someone to be this talented this young. Um, the song open or the record opens with the song Watermelon Man, uh, which great Herbie song. would later rearrange for his album in 1973 uh, Headhunters and do like a funk uh, adaptation of it. Both versions are great. But this song, I feel like is the this is the the piece de resistance of this record uh, to be as pretentious as fucking possible. <laughs> um, this is it's like so. Like, the, the chords he's choosing and which notes of those chords he's leaving out is so interesting in this. It's so odd and melancholy-sounding. Um, it's either... I feel like this song would be perfect for either A, snow, or B, just, like, walking at night. Like, an empty street. Like, this song has the exact mood that I believe Tom Waits writes songs about. Okay. Is this mood in this song. Like
0: it also has a very end of a sad cowboy bebop episode mood too. It
1: very much does. Uh, It really does. I feel like um, what's uh, Jesus Christ. I just lost the, what I was saying. So Freddie, Freddie Hubbard and Dexter Gordon, when they come in on this with the sax and the horn, it's like so gentle. That it's like, it's almost like a whisper, which for like a big giant brass instrument is like insane, man. Like, especially Dexter Gordon, really known for playing very loud, very fast, and also being like one of the greatest improvisers jazz ever had. But for him to just come in, like, it's not a thousand notes a second, it's just low and slow and nice. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like a walk in the park in the snow. This is. Like you know, this is an ice skating rink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is—it's just—it's so fucking peaceful, man. I'm yeah, just picturing like you're coming back to a cabin where you got a nice little fire, and like you know, maybe maybe a dog.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just—it's just nice sounding. It just sounds like yeah, it's beautiful. It is, man. It's—it's uh, just—it just sounds like where you want to be. Yeah. Like it's. Like, it's dark and it's cold, but it's not sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's just, it sounds peaceful. Yeah. Um, which is what I always think of with snow. Uh, it kind of just quiets everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had to choose this song, man.
0: I love it so much. Um, it, it could also, it also isn't, but it sounds like it could have been almost like a classic Christmas song, too. Yeah. Like, it could it could have somebody singing over it Christmas lyrics, and you wouldn't think any differently yeah. of it.
1: Watching someone decorate a tree. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Or, you know, watch someone (laughs) on the flip side, you know, drinking by themselves with no tree. True. Like, you know, one of those things where like a scene where you, you think you're watching someone decorate a tree and then it pans out and that's like an old movie on the TV. Classic. And it's just a Santa dude Claus sitting there with movie, like a yeah. with like a cigarette ashtray full of butts. <laughs> and he's just there by himself.
0: Cheetos on his in a
1: one room apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just sad as fuck.
0: It could be I mean, it could be two people sitting by a fire, drinking some brandy, wearing fancy sweaters too. Maybe yeah. maybe they've got a little uh you know Little little polar bear rug there on the ground, too. You never know. A little polar bear. little wampa rug.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Dave. Uh, I mean, this song is its much longer. Um, I believe the, the full composition's like, oh, uh, it's really not that bad. It's like six minutes. Yeah, it but, could be uh, worse. Uh, so, for you, uh, what's your number two song, uh, your snow
0: snong? Number two snow snongs for me is Soft Animal by The Hotel Year.
1: I love this song so much. Oh my
0: God. It's so good. So we, we talked about them in the lyrics episode. And, um, I think I even mentioned this song specifically as being the one that I think is my favorite of theirs. But, um, so I don't need to give you too many details of the band. Dan's already discussed them before. Um, so this comes off their third studio album. Goodness was released in 2016. Unfortunately, the last one they've put out, Um, Yeah, I don't
1: think we'll, I don't think we'll see another record from this group.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure we will either. Um, so it's you know every song these guys have have just amazing beautiful lyrics and this is no exception it kind of uh parallels his um desire to kind of have a relationship with a girl while at the same time describing a very fragile animal like a young deer in this case and how like you know you know the most sudden move can scare something away and then all of a sudden something sometimes there's a, a fucking hunter coming after it and you know it's just the, the way he uses the lyrics in this song is just fucking brilliant and snow's a big part of the lyrical base of it um you know talking about how it's putting its feet through the snow and walking in it and leaving marks and um it's just just fucking beautiful man the the lyrics really kind of Kick into another gear um, during, I guess, the refrain. I guess you call it. It kind of has a chorus. It's just the fond doe, white snow. Yeah, the, that's really the, the, the only chorus white of it. Snow. Yeah. Um, so it's like two longer verses, two short little chorus parts, and then this long kind of refrain at the end. That's the best part of the song, where he's describing both, the, like the hunter going after a, the deer, and him realizing all of it at the same time. It's just fucking, fucking beautiful, man.
1: Yeah. And I like the uh, the transition from "I can hear the rustling as you go" yes. to "I can feel the rustling." Correct. As you yeah, know. that is. And instead of talking about its running or moving away, yeah, moving to talking about its death.
0: Yep. Is. Yeah, for, yeah. For, it, it's, for its, its for its for its death to happen in the last line was pretty. It's know, heartbreaking. It is. It's ha- it's absolutely heartbreaking lyrics. The whole refrain is just every word of it like the firing of rifles off the echo hits you hard enough and i can hear the rustling as you go it's just yeah fucking it could be used you can think about it meaning a lot of things it's one of those
1: it's one of those bits where i one of those songs where i'm not sure how literal or analogous the lyric is supposed to be yeah like i'm like was this, you were in a cabin, looked outside, and saw a deer get shot in front of you? Yeah. Or is this one big, giant metaphor... Well, I think it's both. ...for something in your life? Yeah, and like... I think it's both. But that's what I like, is I don't know how much of it is what. because you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, ah. Oh, well,
0: yeah, that, that's why I said that early, in the beginning, because in the beginning of the song, it talks about him in the cabin with the girl who's reading yeah. the books. And it kind of does, you know, the lyrics kind of imply both, like the shaky... Um, the quivering, standing low on quivering stilts, talking about a fragile young deer that's not quite got its footing, could you know? It's also a metaphor for a relationship that's maybe not as strong as you hoped it would be. It's still kind of like developing, and you're afraid to to scare it before it runs away. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's like, good. Yeah. yeah, and and I think anytime there's a there's a song with lyrics that have two meanings happening at the same time is the best. Those are always the deepest. to kind of and they're often the most misunderstood too, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this band is incredible. This song is absolutely beautiful. Listen to it. Listen to this whole record. Listen to all their records. We're both huge fans, so we, we can't say enough good things about them.
1: This is definitely the kind of song too, where, so maybe we'll do an episode at some point where, like, you know how sometimes you you get a record and you're like, this probably should have been the last song. Okay. On your record, I feel like that about this song.
0: Interesting. Cuz okay.
1: with the like the emotional roller coaster I go through with this track. Yeah. For then to just the next like I'm yeah. like no, like yeah, you got to Yeah, that makes sense. It's like when when a really sad movie ends and then the lights come on and the and the like credits start rolling and everybody just like stands up like all right, well, let's get to the car. And you're like
0: yeah. I need a minute,
1: man. Or like it's like, a really Let me sad... absorb what or it's happened like a really
0: sad scene in a movie that ends and like a person dies and you're like sitting there crying and then back in black comes on in the post-credit scenes yeah and you're like what the, what the fuck like that didn't fit at all yeah, yeah. you're like just let me let is me that, sit let is me that just party rock anthem <laughs> are they playing lmfao right now after this let me death just scene? sit with this a minute yeah <laughs> um yeah and i think you're right especially with like the last parts of the song with the lyrics being like a mob of voices harmonize and tell me that you're not alive, but I can feel the rustling as you go. That should have been the way it ended. Yeah, man. That should have been the way it ended. And you're like right. ending with
1: the death and the, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's their record. They can write what they want. Well, but if we're I. We're going to write there, them a letter. Yeah. That won't be worded as cleverly as these lyrics, but we will, write,
0: we will write them a letter. All right. Uh, that was two, right? So we're up to number one. Damn at what, Number one. What is your number one song about snow? My number one snow song is
1: a song called Slow Bleed. Uh, One word. Uh, This is by a group called Allison's Halo. Um, They are from Tempe, Arizona. They existed from like 1992 to 1996 um, or 98, I guess. Uh, This song came out then. Or I'm sorry, 296. Jesus Christ. This record came out in 98. And this is kind of like a compilation of all their previous EPs. Um, they're this incredible um, husband and wife and other members uh, shoegaze band. Um, they're fucking incredible, man. They were so good. Um, I only found this record in this last year. Had never heard it before um, until a friend turned me on to it. Was like, yeah, you got to check this out. This is really cool. I think you dig this. Um, the original lineup included... Uh, the guitarist uh, Catherine Cooper, guitarist Adam Cooper, and bassist Lynn Anderson, and they dubbed their Elasis sr 16 drum machine, Allison. Um, and that's what they used to record these records. Nice. Um, they did later add a drummer before they started playing shows. Um, with one of their first ever uh, shows after recording their first EP, the opening band of which was Jimmy Eat World. Um, so also cool. from the small Arizona town that they are from. Um, I just feel like the ethereal and like cold sound of this with the swirly guitars and kind of like very like hushed, almost like a, a woman's whisper, man. It's, it's incredible. It's perfect. It definitely gives me that like in a snowstorm sound, especially yeah. when the volume picks up a little it's like the wind intensifying and getting and blowing harder and making you want to clutch your coat even tighter mm-hmm. um it's just it's perfect man and i feel like definitely if you are a fan of this genre you'll certainly be able to make comparisons to a group like slow dive um especially with the female singer or even lush
0: cock two twins too
1: yeah cock two twins for sure But I feel like this band was just really good, man. Really underrated. Um, I didn't know they existed until maybe eight months ago. So if you also didn't know they existed, you should check this record out. It's really good, man. Yeah, Um, I mean,
0: I found out about them today when you sent me your list. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, i never heard of this. Yeah, dude,
1: they're so cool. This is really Um, good. They're really good. They have some songs that are a little heavier, a little lighter even. But I feel like this one's the perfect blend of like... I feel like I'm caught in the wind, man. Nice. Like, um, I'm out there in the cold. Uh, so yeah, this is really, I don't really have much more to say because there's not really, you know, this band released five EPs and disappeared.
0: Right. It's like not really much about it. Yeah. Some of yeah. them moved
1: to Chicago and now they record like ambient records. No one cares about. Okay. That'll but like happen. it was way better when they were recording shoegaze records. No one cared about <laughs> like, this is really good. Yeah. And I wish they'd come back. It'd be cool if they did like a little reunion tour or something yeah. would be neat. Um, I saw on their Wikipedia page that they reformed in 2010. So, holding oh. our fingers together that maybe the tour is coming 11 years later. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> doubt it, but it'd be cool. Yeah, that would um, be cool. Especially, like, if you got this together with, like, oh, man. I mean, I guess, like, it wouldn't be good to have this band, like, tour with, like, slow time. Because, like, you know, when you see, like, some bills like that, you're like, why are you trying to watch the same band twice?
0: Not like, only that, it's not like it's, like, it's great music, but it's like you gotta be in the right mood. Like you can't, you yeah. can't be like coming off the beach in summer and throw this on. Like, <laughs> so
1: that is where we disagree, sir. I oh, believe really? "Shoegaze" is fantastic for the beach. Um,
0: yeah, see, maybe I mean, not
1: this exact song, but like I love a gazy beach track.
0: Obviously, um, I like.
1: Like, what's her name, dude? Like, fucking Beach House.
0: Group. Like, okay, that's Beach different. House. That's bloom different. on the beach. If it sounds surfy, that's one thing. If it's just straight up,
1: dude. What dream dream pop and shoegaze are like fucking this? Son. They're not. They are so yeah, close together. Yeah, but
0: they're not always like that. And when they're not, that's when I don't want it.
1: But that's why I like beach. like beach house bloom like that is that is shoegaze with a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's shoegaze that like has a girlfriend like it's like in the sense of it's a girl it's a girl shoegaze with a girlfriend like yeah. it's it's like that younger hip generation where like everyone's bi and everybody's poly and like yeah you fucking old man with your bullshit like it's that
0: not I don't know. typically not the moods I'm going for on the beach <laughs> I love it man <laughs> that's what I want I, wanna,
1: I, I wanna want to I want a shirtless
0: Top Gun man
1: I want to melt into the sand okay, I want, that's fair. me and the surf become one
0: I think yeah, I think shoegaze to me is more wintry. I have think of it in the winter.
1: I have two two speeds, man. I want to float in the ocean, or I want to throw a grenade into a closet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two the two musical speeds I like. Um, and you've and done a good
0: job of showcasing yeah, both. Fucking on this list.
1: Nothing in between the two. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Um, <laughs> I remember I described something to somebody as a hand grenade in a closet. <laughs> like, why is that so fucking accurate? Of yeah. like what this sounds like? <laughs> it sounds like you're hiding in the closet. I open the door, went whoop, oh, and then yep. slam the door. Like there you go, <laughs> bud. You deal with that now. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, Dave, what is your number one pick for snow songs? I uh,
0: my number one snow song is Mushaboom by Feist. This is just, just a classic indie pop song it's just i mean it's just amazing the lyrics are amazing the, the way she sings is amazing the the whole song perfect i don't know everything about the song is perfect so leslie feist who goes by feist released this in 2004 it's her second studio album as a solo artist she, famously Post, uh, before that, was a big part of the band Broken Social Scene, who I've talked about on another episode. They had three, at least three female vocalists, Emily Haynes, Feist, and Amy... Amy... something. No, was now. she
1: going by Feist in Broken Social Scene, or was that I like don't, a...
0: I think that's only... I think it or started was it like was a Father
1: John thing. Misty situation, where like once she went solo, she's like, nah, I need a name. I don't...
0: So... It, her first record, I think, came out in '99, so I wasn't. Okay. Do they wasn't credit into anyone
1: it. from Broken Social Scene? Because I know there's like fucking 14 of them.
0: There is, and it says it'll say Leslie Feist on some stuff. Oh, okay, but it just says all of us. Yeah, <laughs> like, just some of us sometimes. Yeah, some um, of,
1: some sometimes some of us, most yeah.
0: times all of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a this is a super popular song when it came out. It was used in ads. It was in the soundtrack to 500 Days of Summer. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I remember. Yeah, from. yeah. Great movie. That was, um, I
1: mean, the that was the most prominent or the best use. Or I guess first use we all saw of the, the separate expectation of reality, like split screen.
0: Oh yeah, Instead of like how he expected
1: yeah. the party to go and how oh, it actually yeah. fucking was.
0: I never even thought about that. He but was you're like, right. Oh, yeah. I
1: expected this like, this really small intimate rooftop, and it turns out it's like a fucking rager, and there's like 300 yeah. people. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, that was a great movie So yeah, she, this, this song is beautiful I mean, the, the, the lyrics are kind of like Her Partially and Directly describing a future she hopes to have In, in a very clever way Like talking about how she's taking The clothes off the kid or the coats off the kids But they haven't even been born yet Um. You know, it's just It's about wanting a better life for yourself And like finding somebody to To have that with, you know The, the lyric of her saying, you know um, you know, I've got a man to make a home, a rented house feel like a home. It's kind of like you know, that's that's what I think a lot of people want. I mean, dreams like financial dreams for people don't happen overnight. Like people. Yeah, you know, some people get lucky, some people fall into stuff, some people work harder. There's there's different things. I mean, sometimes people aren't in the right situation to buy a house even though that's the biggest dream of their life. And this is like it's it's a way of looking forward to it without negatively thinking about it like it's a thing you should have done. It's like, no, I'm still I got this, I'm yeah. still coming. I'll get there. It's in it's yeah. in the It's, it's in on, the cards. Yeah.
1: It's on the the vision board.
0: Exactly. The dream board. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I think the lyrics are, are very clever, very beautiful. There's a really, it's funny. There's a cover that Bright Eyes does of this that almost makes it feel like he would have been the one that wrote them just because of his lyrical ability. But nope, it was her. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just a just a nice, beautiful song. Ends with a nice like acoustic guitar solo. Not something you hear too often. Um. Yeah. I just. I like the I fan. like
1: the vibraphone that comes mm-hmm. in on parts. That's nice.
0: Yeah. And and of course has. Snow in the lyrics, once again, and a female vocalist. So obviously that was going in there for me. Yeah. You know what I can't believe? Uh well I guess it was it would have been a little butter. too obvious that what? That it's not butter. No, I can usually believe that. Yeah, yeah so it's awful. it's it's pretty terrible and a pretty like, big difference. It's like
1: when you yeah. get sweet and low instead of sugar, you're immediately like, "The fuck oh, is this?" Chemicals, thank yeah. you. I <laughs> can
0: like, taste the factory floor. Yeah. They're
1: like they're like, "Oh, do you want sugar?" And you're like, "Yeah." And then they give it to you, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?"
0: Yeah, just <laughs> like, that's why you just got to cut sugar out of your diet entirely. That's what you got to do, folks. It's, we're still we're still working off that last week playlist of the workout stuff. So, yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a good one. Uh, tough, tougher for me. I think to get in the right frame of mind for this one, I don't know why. I just don't think I could think of enough snow songs. Yeah, I long. was just,
1: I dude, I had so many. I you was making, I was making hard cuts.
0: So, the hardest thing for me was not to use a bunch of Cigarettes songs because that obviously, you know, I did Iceland. the same
1: thing. I was like, you know, it's too obvious. But you know what? A lot of Cigarettes tracks, I was like, these sound very warm to me. Like they're like even But warm fire in a cold
0: time of year to me. That's I don't know. They I, were see, that's they how were, I look at it.
1: They were giving me like they were giving me sunny meadow vibes, man. I was going through I was going through uh You and I have
0: clearly different. I was going through Aegeus stern I was
1: going through talk, I was like, I'm not getting cold from these. Really? I don't know I why. Get cold from that. It's like I don't know why I'm getting I'm getting warm. Yeah. Getting warm vibe. But warm, I know
0: like warm warm makes makes me wanna you know, go nuts. Like I I don't want to sit and relax. I wanna like Get up and
1: play oh, no, shirtless dude, I'm volleyball. Like, I'm, like a, I'm like a hard poolside chiller, like you know, nice
0: little Long Island tea. I guess an umbrella drink. With myself, like, I am, that's that's that my is, life. That's my speed. Now that the I'm idea that about
1: people it, are like, oh, we're going on a vacation and we're gonna like hike every day and we're gonna do. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I want to sit by the pool drinking my ties and like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like
0: I know exactly what you yeah, mean, like, but I want a
1: hard kickback. I mean, I'll, I'll do a hike or two, but like,
0: yeah, yeah, you can't do it every like, day.
1: I didn't come here to like, yeah, run up the like fucking Barcelona steps, man. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to
0: like, I came to drink some fancy wine and eat tapas,
1: yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm here to chill. Like, yeah.
0: like okay, I didn't, that's fine. you
1: know, I didn't pay two grand for a plane ticket to fucking get here to.
0: To, to like, work out.
1: Yeah, to work out. Like, yeah. could so hopefully,
0: ran... hopefully you all haven't quit your workout yeah. goals for
1: the year, too. Could have ran up <laughs> steps at my house like, for free.
0: Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, this is cool. I like doing this one. Um, so, as always, um, let us know your thoughts on social media. Again, as we said in the last one, it's a new year. We're... Looking for feedback, we want to know what you guys like, what you want to hear us tackle in some future episodes, and um, what some of your favorite songs, either Snow Days or what you think of, you know, cozying up by a fire when it's snowing outside. So hit us up on social media. Let's know what you think. Our next
1: episode will be songs to shovel snow and die of a heart attack alone.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, don't just like. Go out there and shovel snow without exercising first. Yeah. Listen to the the workout playlist. Then then do your warm-ups. Yeah. Um, You know. Don't let your elderly father
1: shovel snow anymore.
0: Yeah, don't do that too. And if you've got an elderly neighbor, just, just, you know, do the right thing. If
1: you're our age and your dad is 65 plus, don't let him shovel the driveway.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Correct.
1: That's not okay. Drive over there and shovel it for them.
0: Yeah. Or borrow the neighbor's snowblower. Whatever is easier. Um, That's what. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah, don't just don't just go out there letting old people die of heart attacks. That's actually, like, a pretty pretty serious thing. It's a very common occurrence. Yeah, every year. If um, you live
1: in places where there's snow, it happens every single year. Yeah.
0: So get your workout playlist in first and listen to that episode. That'll get you in shape yeah. for snowstorms. You got to limber up. You don't want to pull a hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. got to make sure you're loose. Um, so, yeah. Hit us up, let us know what you think, and follow us on your favorite podcasting app so you're kept up to date when new episodes are released. Episodes? Episodes. When new episodes are released? Episodes. Episodes. Dan, tell everyone where they can find us.
1: All right. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under DD Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at, at Lukewarm Steve Austin on instagram and dave at at df hughes jr on twitter and instagram and of course if you'd like to hear this week's songs without any of our witty banter or input uh, the weekly playlist can be heard on spotify search under DD music factory for playlists and you can subscribe to make sure you get notified when the list comes up each week
0: all right see you next tuesday see you next
1: tuesday